Parashat Pinchas Summary When Pinchas killed Zimri and Kozbi, instead of thanking him, many were angry at him, especially Shevet Shimon, who Zimri was the prince of. Hashem told Moshe to announce, if Pinchas would not have killed Zimri, he would have destroyed all of Bnei Israel. As a reward for his courageous act, Pinchas, who until now was a Levi, since he was born before Aharon's future families became Kohanim, now became a Kohen like his family. After rewarding Pinchas, it was time to punish the Moavim and Midianim who caused Bnei Yisrael to sin. However, before they went into battle against them, Hashem first commanded Moshe to count Bnei Yisrael. Moshe and Elazar, Aharon's son, were in charge of the counting. All men between 20 and 60 were counted by giving a half-shekel coin. Shevet Levi was counted separately from one month and up. The total of Bnei Yisrael were 601,730. As Bnei Israel approached Eretz Israel, Hashem told Moshe that the land will be divided among the males of the tribes. Five sisters from Shevet Menashe came forward. Their father, Selofchad, died without any sons, which would mean that they would lose their inheritance in Eretz Israel. They approached Moshe and asked if they, instead, can have their father's portion of land in Eretz Israel. Hashem told Moshe that the daughters of Selofchad were correct. If a man dies without any sons, his daughters inherit him and they therefore will get their father's portion in Israel. After Moshe hit the rock at Mei Merivah, Hashem told him that he will die in the desert and not go into Israel. Hashem now told Moshe to go up to Har Nevo to see Eretz Israel, for afterwards he will die. Moshe asked Hashem to please appoint a good leader to replace him. Hashem informed him that his Talmud, Yoshua Binun, will be the new leader of Bnei Israel. Hashem commanded Moshe to bring Yehoshua in front of Elazar the Kohen Gadol and all of Bnei Israel and place his right hand on him. Moshe wanted the bracha onto Yehoshua to be overflowing, so he placed both hands on him. As Moshe did this, Yehoshua became filled with wisdom and a special closeness to Hashem. The end of the parasha discusses the halachot of the Korban Tamid and the Korban Musaf. Every morning the Kohanim would bring a lamb as a Korban Sibur, a korban on behalf of all Kal Yisrael. It was accompanied by a korban mincha, which was made from flour, and nesachim, wine, which is poured on the mizbeach. In the afternoon, the Kohanim would bring the same korban. As this korban was brought every day, it was called korban tamid, a korban which was consistently brought. On Shabbat, Rosh Chodesh, and every day of Yom Tov, extra korbanot tzibur, communal offerings were brought. These korbanot were called korbanot musaf, as Musaf means to add on. Accompanying the animal part of the korban was a korban mincha and nesachim. On Shabbat, the korban ola, the burnt offering, included two lambs. There was no korban chatat. On Rosh Chodesh, Pesach, and Shavuot, the korban ola included two bulls, one ram, and seven lambs, and there was a korban chatat, which included one goat. On Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, and Shemini Atzeret, the Korban Ola included one bull, one ram, and seven lambs. It was also a Korban Chatat of one goat. On Sukkot, every day was the same except for the amount of bulls that were brought. On the first day of Sukkot, there were 13 bulls, two rams, 14 lambs for Korban Ola, and one goat as a Korban Chatat. The second day, third day, fourth day, fifth day, sixth day, and seventh day of Sukkot, all had the same amount of rams and lambs, two rams and 14 lambs, plus one goat for Korban Chatat. But like I said, 
The only difference was the amount of bulls. On the second day there were 12 bulls. On the third day there were 11 bulls. On the fourth day there were 10 bulls. On the fifth day there were 9 bulls. On the sixth day there were 8 bulls. On the seventh day there were 7 bulls.